Thank you for joining me for another episode of Bringing the Stars to You. I'm your host, Paige Barnes. Now, I have a question for you. What does this person <laughs> and this person oh my God, I'm gonna cry. My <laughs> have in common? Or this person Hello, you guys. It is Charlie, and welcome back to my YouTube channel. And this person. I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm a hundred percent that bitch. Stay tuned to learn the answer. So let's get started. Um, in last episode, right, we talked about the star signs and just gave listeners a little taste of what they are. But I think this week it would be so much fun to put a face to the stars, if we can do that, which I will be then listing off some famous celebrities. And then Maya, it will be your turn to guess what their star signs are. If you don't know already, I have the answers. And then I want you to tell me if you're surprised, shocked, or like, yes, that matches. Bet. I'm so excited. So let's start out. And these are in random order. So you can't guess like per month or anything like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. The first person is Kylie Jenner. What star sign is she? And, and give me your logic too. Like, oh, she's like this. So I think she's a blank. Mm-hmm. Kylie has like this very attention grabbing presence. I am going to say that she is a Leo. And the reason why I'm going to say she's a Leo is because she naturally has this energy that you are drawn to and gravitated to. The thing is, Leo is ruled by the sun and the sun never has to ask for attention. It's always there. You're going to look at the sun. So can I Leo. get like a ding button? I need like a like a ding, <laughs> like a like you got it right because you did. She is a Leo. And these are just based off of, you know, their birth month. So we're not going into the deeper, like your rising sign or your moon sign. These are just what they're, I guess. I guess it is rising sign, right? If it's based off their birthday. The rising would be related to their exact birth time. Oh, okay. So it's their sun sign? Yes. Okay, perfect. I have learned something. Everyone, Look it at is you, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> the next person is Zendaya Coleman or just Zendaya. Everyone knows her. Zendaya definitely is like, I don't know, such a grounding energy compared to like a lot of Hollywood figures. Um, also just like, she's just so chill, like very chill and like her style is amazing. So with all that in mind, I'm going to guess that Zendaya is a Taurus. Ooh, Zendaya is actually a Virgo. Yeah, that, that, makes, that makes sense. That makes sense too. I, something, something about her is very Venusian. So I have to look into her chart because I, I feel it. I know my people. <laughs> <laughs> and another powerhouse woman that we're going to feature is Michelle Obama. What is her star sign? You know what? Capricorn, because she's very about her business. Like the thing about Capricorn energy, like, you know, the stereotype is that like, oh, they're boring. All they do is work. Like, no, like Capricorns, if they have a goal, they're going to go for it no matter what it is. And like as a first lady, like how accomplished was she? All the initiatives she started, like everything she did. And just like with such like, I don't know, this 
power and grace that just like can't be imitated. It's like either you have it or you don't. And that's very like Saturnian, very Capricorn. Okay. Another ding. You got that correct. I hope people don't think like ding, you're wrong, but like ding, ding, you're right. There we go. I'll say ding, ding. Um, And then, right. And then next is Bill Nye, the science guy. Oh no. Okay. I'm tied. Okay. I'm going to say either Sagittarius or Aquarius. The reason why is because like both of those signs, like very know-it-all energy and like not in like a bad way, but like if they know what they're talking about, like they're very quick to share their knowledge with the masses. Like Sagittarius is all about expansion and knowledge and like higher learning and whatnot. And like Aquarius is the sign of the humanitarian, like all about groups and like audiences. So with that in mind, I'm going to say either Aquarius or Sagittarius, or do I have to pick one? You have to pick one. Just choose one. (laughs) Okay. 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 Aquarius. Ooh, you should have gone with Sagittarius. Yes. Oh my God. He is a Sagittarius. Bill Nye, the science guy. So when you go to your next bar, once everything opens up and you feel safe, you can use that as a fun fun fact that you know that Bill Nye, the science guy, (laughs) is a sag. The next person, James Charles. James Charles gives me very much Gemini. Like, just... Gemini is okay. Like Gemini is a very social energy, like very busy. Like he seems to have like so many connections with like so many different people. And like Gemini is like the energy that will talk to literally anybody. Okay. Is that your final answer? Yes. Yes, you are (laughs) correct. Ding, ding. That is yes, sisters or whatever he says. (laughs) I fully agree. Um, Yes. He's very social and I could, I could see it with your description of what a Gemini typically is, then yeah, definitely. Um, let's move on to another TikTok social star, Charlie D'Amelio. Is Charlie, um, is she a cancer? Like she just, she just gives me some like very nice, kind energy. Like, I don't, like, I don't know, like nothing like, like, I don't know, not to say like she's boring or anything, but just something like very dependably nice and like nurturing kind of sweet vibes. She's a Taurus. Oh, okay. Mm. Interesting. And I don't know. Well, don't worry. We will get to someone who is a Cancer in this list. So we'll maybe, I shouldn't say that, but we'll shake it up. Okay. (laughs) Moving on to another famous and very dramatic person, not that Charlie is, Kim Kardashian. As a Libra, I know a Libra. I know my people. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, Libra, we're all about aesthetics. Like that, like that just is what it is. Like maybe call it shallow, but you know, whatever. We're all about aesthetics. And like when I think of Kim Kardashian, I always think of, you know, beauty and makeovers and appearance. Yeah. She's a Libra. I know she is a Libra. Yep. You were definitely right. (laughs) Moving on to Matthew McConaughey. All right. All right. All right. That's my terrible impression of him. (laughs) Do I have you stumped here? Because I can also list another celebrity who is of the same sign, Leonardo DiCaprio. Something watery. It's, it's a water sign. Is he a Scorpio? 
Yes. Yes. They both are Scorpios. And why do you say that? Okay. When you said Leonardo DiCaprio and they're the same sign, I was like, okay, like just something very powerful, but that doesn't have to like talk too much about it. Like, I don't know, kind of like lurking confidence, if that makes sense. I'm not really the most familiar with Matthew McConaughey, but like, I was going to say Pisces for him. I don't know. Like something seems a little chaotic, which is what Pisces is to me. So like a little bit of um, Wolf of Wall Street kind of chaos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I like it. And we'll go to Mariah Carey. Is she a Taurus? I say that because of her bone structure and her face and like her facial shape, but also like Taurus placements. Um, some Taurus placements have really, really beautiful voices. Am I right? Wait, wait, wait. Is there a correlation between face shape and you also threw out there singing ability? Does that always, cor- does that, can that correlate with astrology? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like when we think about astrology and appearance, especially like you would start with your rising sign because we'll get into it, but you know, your rising sign is representative of your appearance and your like physical body. But like when we take the whole chart into account and like all of your placements, like there's a lot that you can tie back and, um, what is it pronounced? Like, I am not sure how it's pronounced, but like there is a sector of astrology that does focus on like appearance and whatnot that is so exciting okay that that's coming up y'all everyone listen in for for the next series because we have to or the next episode because we have to mention that um and talk (laughs) about that and then unbox it there's a lot to unpack there and let's go to selena gomez is she a leo i okay like there's some there's like something about her that is very attention grabbing i don't um, yeah no i'm just gonna go with it leo she's a leo she is a cancer, and in fact. Oh, wow. Okay. And why does it surprise you that she is a cancer? I don't know. It's not exactly surprising. I was just trying to, like, consider not, like, combinations of things. So I was really just trying to, like, lean with one way or the other. I was thinking, like, maybe, like, Leo with cancer or something. But that, that makes sense, for sure. Okay. We have two more people left. Let's go with Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Um, is he a Pisces? Something about him and his energy seems like very like head in the clouds, like dreamerish to me. I don't know. There, there's also something that's like kind of detached. No, 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 no. He's not a Pisces. Maybe he has Pisces placements in his chart, but. I'm going to say he's an Aquarius, actually. Yes. Yes, he is. He's an Aquarius. Ding, ding, ding. And lastly, I'm, I hope listeners, you're mind blown because I'm mind blown just by knowing people's personality that you can guess. And lastly, we're going to finish off with Justin Bieber. What sign is Justin Bieber? Is Justin Bieber a Pisces? Yes. Yes, he is. (laughs) Why do you say that? Um. (laughs) Or is it just process of elimination? Okay, I now that I know that Selena Gomez for sure is a cancer and I think about their relationship and how that unfolded in the media, um, him being a water sign makes sense. But like it's not the same kind of like intensity as like Scorpio. And there's something there's something about him that like is like kind of sensitive seeming to me. I'm not like the 
like I'm not like a Justin Bieber stan or anything. I like, you know, he's like kind of in my radar. Not really. But like, yeah, there's something very sweet. Interesting. So how long would it take you to know somebody to be able to guess their sign? Um, You know, would you be able to do it on first interaction with them? How long do you think it would take? Okay. (laughs) So like I mentioned earlier, um, when I started getting into like the astrology of appearance, I started looking for like physical indicators in people. So that kind of like makes it um, happen a little quicker, but like after like a couple of conversations, I think I'd be able to guess like, if not like a sun sign, like some placement in that person. That's very impressive. Um, so now it makes me think about when we first met and if you're like, mm, definitely Gemini with a little bit of cancer and <laughs> a little bit of Aries in her. Okay. So I, I don't know. That's a very cool skill to have. After the break, we'll dive right into the houses of astrology. Don't go anywhere. And we're back. Thank you so much for listening to Bring the Stars to You podcast. We are now going to talk about houses in astrology. How do houses play a part in astrology? Are we talking about like Harry Potter sorting hat houses or what? (laughs) Think of it like a clock. Like houses is basically like the division of the Zodiac into the 12 segments. And each one is ruled by a different sign. And each house um, has to do with a different facet of life. And it starts with the first house and goes around all the way to the 12th house. So I guess I'll just like get into what they are. Yeah. So so wait, wait, just to confirm, you said there are 12 and they're going, are they like first and second and third? Are they like house one, house two, house three? Um, You can kind of refer to them both like, like that. Like some people say like third house. I mean, most people will usually go like first house, second house, third house, but like, I've heard both. So, you know. Got you. And do people have multiple houses that they are a part of? Oh, well, everyone, every single birth chart of like, whether it's a person, an event, or like anything has all 12 houses. Oh. Yes. So there's not like one house that like you're in, like you have all 12 houses when you look at a birth chart. Got you. And why are they called houses? Do you know? I'm thinking of like a nice apartment, penthouse. (laughs) That's the type of house I would like. You know what? I'm not entirely sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Why don't, then why don't we go into the houses in order? So our first house, what is that? All right. So our first house, when we talk about our rising sign, we're talking about the sign of the first house. And what the first house represents is literally like your appearance and your body, your identity, like your approach to life, your persona, like first impressions about you. And if we think of like your birth chart as like a map in a way, like your first house is like, the starting point. That's why knowing your birth time is super important because um, that literally just starts like the course of your chart. So like having a different birth time, like will be a, like it's totally different 
from one time to the next. So next we move on to the second house. So the second house has to do with the physical. It has to do with money, um, working and your income. It has to do with your physical possessions. And also it relates to what you value, like um, both like with the things that you purchase, but also in relation to like your self-esteem and what you think about yourself, what you value, like, and your morals. Um, yeah, all those things. Then we have the third house. Oh, wait, wait. So the third house. I ask you a question about the second house? Oh, yes. Go yeah. ahead. I was wondering when it comes to these houses, do they have signs attached to them? Like when someone says, this is your house, how are they reading it? Is there like a Gemini in the second house and there is a Sagittarius in the second house? How is that interpreted? So that all depends on your birth sign. So I, or your birth time. So I'll start with mine for an example. So when I was born, when I came into the world, my rising sign was at 25 degrees of Gemini. So my first house is in Gemini. That means that my second house is in Cancer. My third house is in Leo. Fourth house is in Virgo. And it goes all the way around in Zodiac order, ending with my 12th house being in Taurus because that comes before Gemini, which would be the start of my chart. So without knowing your birth time, you won't know what signs are over your houses. Okay. That makes a lot more sense now. And it falls sequentially. So depending on where you, when you're born, then they can fill in or the astrologist can fill in that house placements. Yes. Like when you have, like once you know your birth time, like it kind of all just, yeah, like kind of fills in. Like if you know what your rising is then you know what the other parts of your houses are. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay. All right. So sorry there. Then let's go to the third house. (laughs) Okay. So the third house has to do with communication. Um, It covers like your siblings, um, you like your neighborhood, your like local environment. It has to do with like short-term travel and like day trips and things like that. And just like um, also lower education so like when you think of elementary school and high school um that experience that you might have and um yeah just like in general like your immediate community so then wait wait so parents could figure out like if i i can't i don't know mine off the top of my head but my mom would be able to predict yes you're gonna have a terrible middle school experience your high school will be okay and your college experience is going to be wonderful all by checking out what my third house is um yes and no it's it's possible okay so like i'll give an example with my own chart again so my third house is in leo all through elementary school and high school i was definitely like teacher's favorite like i got you know i like especially in elementary school i was like the golden child i was like the quote-unquote star of my class type of thing it's, in- it's so interesting how that kind of works out and how it's different from my college experience, which I'll get into as I continue to go through the houses. Okay. <laughs> so the fourth house, the fourth house has to do with like your foundation. It's has to do with like your roots and where you come from, 
your home, like your physical home and also like your childhood. Um, it represents traditionally it would represent your mother, but whichever parent of yours or caregiver of yours, that is like your nurturing figure. It would represent your relationship with them. Um, it has to do with just like nurturing and like family connections, ancestral connections in general. Then we have the fifth house. The fifth house is the house of fun. It has to do with like romance, creativity, children. Um, it rules over like sex and casual dating, like anything playful. It rules over the arts and like performance. Super fun house. We love the fifth house. Um, so then next- for, oh wait, then for somebody who let's say is not as artistic, which I believe everyone is artistic in some facet, but somebody who identifies as like, I am in STEM. I do not do anything creative. What would that mean? Their fifth house looks like. Um, there's a lot of ways that could kind of go like someone who might not have the most easy time tapping into their creative side may have like Saturn in their fifth house, which, you know, Saturn is the planet that has to do with our blockages and where we need like our lessons and our discipline. So like there might be some difficulties accessing that energy with Saturn there, but you know, it just, it depends on the whole chart overall still. (laughs) So next we have the sixth house. So the sixth house rules over our daily routines. It rules over health, our job, and like our workplace environment has to do with like schedules, organization, um, like diet and exercise, where we give service, um, how we help others and our service to others. And it also rules over pets, which is interesting because that has to do with like, you know, like when you have a pet, that's like part of your daily routine. It's something that you care for. So, oh, that's so interesting. Wait a second. So I had a guinea pig, two guinea pigs, buttercup Mm -hmm. and squeakers at one point in my life, actually within this year. And I am wondering, so looking at my sixth house, would it show me how I treat them, how I take care of them. Cause I definitely spoil our cat right now, which I don't know what, you know, planet or sign would show that, but I do, I give too much money to this cat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It like that. Yeah. Like there could be, um, because you don't know your birth time, right? I just, if I know that it's around the morning when I was found. So I would say around 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I usually go off of 3 a.m. And things have been pretty good, like with my chart, knowing that I am a Gemini. And I think I am definitely a Cancer and have some Aries in there. Okay. Yeah. Like, like there's definitely indicators that could show that you like are really indulgent when it comes to like your daily routines and particularly with like pets and whatnot. Like, let's say you were to have tourists on your sixth house, like maybe um, you like spend a lot of money on luxuries for you and your pet to have like on a daily basis, you know? Got you. So when I meet somebody else who's very lavish, like Kylie Jenner, if I ever do, I'm gonna be like, you're such a Taurus in your sixth house for sure. (laughs) Maybe. 
right. And then the seventh house. What about that? Yes. So the seventh house is the house of partnerships. So it has to do with like our one-to-one relationships and like anything that's contract based. So like our business relationships are here. Typically, like we look to the seventh house for our long-term romantic commitments, like marriage or any long-term um dating um like i said before contracts it also rules over enemies open enemies like the people you know don't like you like that one-to-one personal relationship is all about the seventh house so so interesting wait a second so when you say those people that they don't like you or you don't like them both definitely has to do with with both And is it like a common thread? So maybe there's um, like a professor you don't like that reminds you of a childhood friend that you don't like. Is it like that? Um, Not necessarily. Like if you look at the sign that's on your seventh house, it can tell you about like the type of people and like the traits of the people that you probably have your most... um, like closest one-to-one relationships with, but also like can tell you like the traits that might annoy you similarly. So like, for example, since I'm a Gemini rising, that means that my seventh house is in Sagittarius because um, all the houses have an opposite. So the opposite of the first, which is about you and your identity is the house of the other, which is the seventh house. So in the people that I like to have my most close relationships with, like, especially when it comes to like my romantic relationships, like I love someone who is like knowledgeable. I love someone who can expand what I know about things, who can teach me something, who is wise, who is adventurous, who likes to take risks. But on the other hand, like if you're too reckless, that's not good either. So like that. I see. Okay, that makes sense. And now to the eighth house. We have four more houses to get through. So the eighth house. The eighth house is not like the nicest house. I think in the way astrology is being like more mainstream, like there is a little bit like of romanticization of the eighth house, but the eighth house rules over death, um, transformation the occult the taboo like darkness um it's also has to do with like other people's resources and also um like sex in a different way than the fifth house like if fifth house sex is like a one night stand and like a tender hookup then like eighth house sex is like you have your one partner that you decided to wait for marriage for and it's like very intimate and deep like eighth house energy is very like deep and intense and it's also like a more hidden energy it's like what's unseen Ooh, so that's like on the same level of maybe like an oedipus complex <laughs> definitely an eighth house thing for sure <laughs> your shriek made me laugh so hard so okay all right so we're on the very yes i see visceral level when it comes to the eighth house (laughs) right like for example um 
the eighth house can rule over like, okay, so the second house is where we wake, where we make our own money. It's like our income, like how we get money and like anything of value to us. So if the eighth house is the opposite of that, then it rules other people's resources and other people's money. So like, um, for example, inheritance. So like if someone, a loved one of yours, like leaves you in their will, like that's an eighth house thing. Or like if you have debt to somebody, that's an eighth house thing. Or if you marry rich, eighth house thing. Oh, that's so interesting. Now I have to go to check mine right now. I'm, I'm very curious. Well, not like right, right now, but like after this, after this. All right. To our ninth house. So the ninth house is all about expansion, long distance travel, um, foreign languages. It has to do with higher education. So like college and beyond, it has to do with like our morals and ethics, philosophy, religion and spirituality and like luck also. So like I mentioned before, my third house is in Leo. So the opposite sign of Leo is Aquarius. So as a kid, you know, I was the teacher's favorite, like pretty easily. Like I didn't have to like do anything crazy to like have like recognition from my teachers. And the thing is, oh my gosh, Zach is so crazy. Like, because like how Leo works, you know, like being ruled by the sun, like you don't have to like work for that type of attention. Like my teachers did not hide their favoritism, which, you know, probably not the best experience for an elementary schooler when it comes to like trying to make friends and whatnot. But like, if we look at, I don't know, I guess the politics of like classroom hierarchy, like they were not hiding that they liked me more than my, (laughs) more than my peers, which is kind of wild. But on the flip side, not to say that like, you know, my teachers don't like me or anything, but there's still a more like detached energy like Aquarius is it's like like I said before like it rules over like groups and networking and audiences but like you know when you have an audience like you're not in the audience like you're like there's a little bit of space between them so like for me and like my experience and like maybe with some other Gemini risings like you know teachers like they'll like you but it's not the same level of like praise that like a leo ninth house would get i see it's a stan but from afar right right and like like you know like with leo like they'll be all up in your face telling you how much they love you don't we don't we all wish that we had that no i'm just kidding that can be a little bit obsessive (laughs) and i definitely see that fieriness then from a leo and it can be a little bit kind of like um their their picture right is a as a lion and lions can be very nurturing towards their cubs so maybe Mm -hmm. with that to the 10th house so the 10th house the 10th house is the very top of your chart and it's the most public part of your chart so if the fourth house is about like your family and your house and what's private, what's kept away, the 10th house is about your public image. It has to do with um, fame and achievements, um, corporations, authority, awards and traditions. Um, It can also represent the parental figure or caregivers that you had that were more like maybe authoritarian, like that maybe were the disciplinary between whoever like raised you um like the real like 
you know, typically associated with like the father and like discipline and that thing. Um, the 10th house or the cusp of the 10th house is also called the midheaven. So, or abbreviated as the MC, which comes from a Latin phrase that I don't know how to properly pronounce, <laughs> but um, yeah. So the 10th house, all about who you are in the public sphere. Interesting. So some people then could have, of depending on what their 10th house, is, what lies in their 10th house um, is very indicative of whether they're very publicly, you know, maybe they might be a silly person or a class clown, but then in reality, they are a lot more reserved, but that's just how they project themselves. Yeah. Like that's definitely one um, part of it. Like, for example, a lot of people who are um, influencers, I also get to this in the 11th house as well, but like people who are, you know, in authority or some type of like powerful person within whatever sphere they're in like they might have 10th house placements because like that's just like that's the highest part of the chart so it's like where you're seen it's like what is directly shown to people so and then this 11th house what is that so the 11th house the 11th house is the house of groups that has to do with society as a whole your friendships um networking um like social justice anything like um, like anything innovative um, audiences, like I mentioned before. So like similarly to people with 10th house placements, like 11th house placements might also have like, um, I'm not going to say like predisposition, but like a lot of celebrities and a lot of influencers have 11th house placements because, you know, anything that is, in the 11th house, the house of audiences, you know, is a connection to like a group, however large that group is. Well, I will tell you that COVID has definitely messed that up, basically threw a wrench into my 11th house right now with everyone <laughs> being socially distant and stuff. So hopefully post COVID, my 11th house gets bigger into that mansion, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking of just literal houses, which is kind of funny. Um, and finally, our beautiful 12th house. What is that? Well, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily call it <laughs> beautiful. <That's funny. laughs> okay, so the 12th house is kind of like another one of those scary houses. Like it has to do with endings, self undoing, surrender, like separations from society. So like hospitals, jails, it has to do with like hidden enemies. So like if the seventh house is people that you know don't like you or that like, you know you don't like and they know they don't like you like the like the dislike is open the 12th house has to do with like those people who will smile in your face and then talk about you behind your back it's also um less scary but has to do with like the imagination and like spirituality in the sense of connecting to like um what's like similarly to the eighth house like what's hidden from us and like you know, what's beyond our reach, like something that we can't grasp all the way, like, you know, the unconscious mind also. That is our next podcast episode. We're going to talk about Freud and the subconscious. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. That's the tip of the iceberg. That's the first thing I think of. Um, That is so interesting. And you mentioned Two-Face and I know with Gemini, what if somebody has uh, like their, the 12th house, 
is in Gemini? Like what, what does that mean? Okay. I can actually, okay. So with my own chart, um, and also just like with charts in general, like the divisions of the houses aren't necessarily like exactly even depending on which house system you use, which most commonly um, would be Placidus, which is what I use typically. Um, like when you look at a birth chart, like it isn't always like um, a house starting at exactly zero degrees of one sign and the next house starts exactly like it's not always like that. So sometimes there can be like, um, how do I explain? Okay, let me let me backtrack a little bit. So like I said before, um, I'm a Gemini rising, but because my Gemini rising starts at like the very end, the last five degrees of Gemini, because, you know, each um, sign in the ecliptic has 30 degrees. So that also means that only each house can take up 30 degrees as well. So because my first house starts at like the very end of Gemini. The majority of my 12th house is going to be Gemini. So for me, sometimes with Gemini placements, it's hit or miss with our relationships. There can be like some uneasy vibes. There can be like, I'm not sure if they like me all the way. Like, I'm not really sure if I like them. Like maybe they might have like hidden motives. Like if I think like that about someone or maybe if there's like some type of energy of like, eh, you don't really seem like you're too proud to claim me or like you're not the most open about whatever about me. Like that's definitely another 12th house vibe thing. So like not with you, Paige, but with some other people who have Gemini placements before I even knew anything about um, what makes up their astrology, I was like, I'm not sure how I feel about you. And I wouldn't be surprised if you had Gemini something. And the person that I thought this about, like immediately upon like having my first conversation with them, they turned out to be a Gemini son. So that's an example of how that works. (laughs) I wonder, I know that's why I always wait until I tell people what sign I am, because I think there are, you know, some preconceived notions about certain signs, which is actually our next episode. Um, I think that we have gotten a lot of coverage on, you know, the houses. We made a lot of traction, I should say, with the houses and our fun game at the very beginning. Um, So I want to make sure that everyone who's listening gets a time to let this soak in because I know it's a lot. So this is our good dose. I think it's a good stopping point right now. Um, I want to thank you again so much, Maya, for being on. And I also also have to plug Venusian Glow. So you can follow (laughs) Venusian Glow at venusian.glow on Instagram, or even better, go to the website at venusianglowbeauty, all one word, dot com. Mm-hmm.